Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey there, this is episode 20 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Can you believe that? 20. So that means we've been at this for five months, guys. Thanks for joining me today. You know, I'm an introvert. I know this might surprise you, even though I clearly stated it in the introduction, but I am an introvert. And for those of you that are my fellow introverts, you know that sometimes we get a bad rap. Sometimes people misunderstand that we're antisocial or... They think that we're really shy or quiet and that's what being an introvert means. But really, that's not the case. It's really a blanket term for those of us that recharge by ourselves. That what really gives us energy, what gives us life is kind of being alone, right? And so it can look a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean that we're always quiet. Matter of fact, we can do very well publicly. We can be really good speakers, comedians, uh, even preachers, right? But it doesn't always come naturally to us. But the good news is being a really good speaker as an introvert is definitely a skill that you can develop over time. One speaking engagement that I had, I had this really interesting experience because, like I said, I'm very observant. I'm very in my brain, I'm pretty quiet in a social setting. So I do pretty well one-on-one. I can hold a really good one-on-one conversation. But when it comes to a group, like a social group, I'm probably not going to say much. I'm probably going to sit back and observe. And I like it that way. I actually, I love it. So anyway, I had the speaking engagement and I get to the venue And the thing about me, I love it when they'll put me maybe in a room by myself so I can like gather my thoughts, but that's not always the case. Sometimes that just doesn't happen. So there's no room. So I'm sitting kind of, you know, in the dining area and this lady starts talking to me and she's like, so where are you from and what do you do for fun? And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't know I struggle to have these sorts of conversations. Now, I can. It just takes a lot of um, concentration. So normally I do pretty well. But the problem was I was really focusing on my speech. I was focusing on what I um, needed to say because I knew this is the type of speaking engagement I needed to do really well. And, you know, you ever have those types of moments where, you know, like I have to succeed in this moment. Right. And she's trying to have the small talk. Lord have mercy. So anyway, she's, you know, talking to me and I'm trying to manage that. And um, after a while, she kind of walked away and I felt bad because she was probably thinking, how come she's not more social? I'm like, whatever, I can't I can't do it all right now. Okay, so 
anyway, so that moment kind of passes and then they invite me up on the stage to speak and I, you know, go through my talk. And when it was over, she came up to me and I will never forget um, what she said after the fact. She said, you know, when I was talking to you before, you know, you spoke, I thought to myself, you know, I thought the speaker would have been more social. But when you got up there and started talking, it was like you unzipped yourself. And then when you were done, you just zipped yourself back up and just kept right on going. And so today I want to kind of break down or kind of reverse engineer, I think, what she observed. Right. Because we might have one way of being in the world, you know, in our regular day to day. But sometimes in life we have to speak publicly. Right. And we need to develop the set of skills that will allow us to do it successfully. And so I just want to share with you how I'm able to do that consistently as an introvert. So there's three things I want to share with you. Um, and they all start with R because that's what I love to do. So you can remember it. So here's the first R. And I think it's probably the most important. As an introvert, when we're speaking publicly, you have to reprioritize. Reprioritize. So this is what I mean. Anytime you're communicating, there are three components. There's you as the speaker or the messenger. There's the content or the actual thing that you're talking about, the message itself. And then there's the audience. And a lot of times for me as an introvert, when it comes to speaking like in regular life, I always prioritize myself first. And I might say, you know what? I'm not comfortable or I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to do it. Right. It's almost as if I'm number one when I'm looking at the messenger, the message and the audience. I look at myself first and I decide what I want to do, what works for me, what I'm comfortable with. And then I make a decision based on that. But if you're going to be a good speaker, you have to reprioritize and you have to become so obsessed with the content and the audience that you begin to fall back to the number three spot. So here's the thing. Like I said, I have a version of myself that doesn't want to say anything, that wants to sit at home and read a book and not be bothered with anybody. And not that I don't like people. That's just, you know, part of who I am. However, I do not bring that version of Kelly on anybody's stage. I leave her in the audience. I leave her at home. I leave her and she knows I'll be back. But when I get up on that stage, I have to leave her and I have to be this version that is so obsessed with connecting with the audience with a really solid message that there is no room for that version of myself anymore. There's no room for her because I'm totally sold out on delivering the most powerful message possible to connect with that audience, period. That is all that I'm thinking about. So me in regular life is self-conscious. Me in regular life is um, overthinking a lot. I do not bring that version on anybody's stage. And it's not a, a conscious thing like stop being like that. What it is is I'm so focused on the content and so focused on the audience. I don't have time to think about anything else. And so if you are an introvert, I want to invite you to reprioritize. I want to invite you to perhaps take opportunities to speak that you normally would not because you you're thinking about yourself like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel uncomfortable and eh, not really my thing. But what if you stop thinking about that for a minute and thought about, whoa, 
how could I impact other people with what I have to say, what I've learned, my expertise, you name it. When you begin to focus on that first and that mindset shift begins to occur, you are laying the groundwork for being a really, really powerful speaker. So here are some of the things that I'm focusing on in terms of content. I'm focusing on giving a really relevant, clear, engaging, cohesive message. The best little message anybody has ever heard, right? I'm focusing in on my audience. What version of Kelly do I need to be for them to pay attention? And not that I'm going to be anybody else and not that I'm going to be fake because that never works. Believe me. But how am I going to draw them in? First of all, I'm going to draw them in with relevant content, interesting content. But the other way that I'm going to draw my audience in is through my energy. It's through my energy. Being an engaged speaker into what I'm talking about, it invites other people to get engaged right along with me. And so if you're going to be powerful on the stage as an introvert, you got to realize in this in this game, you're going to become number three. Because you're going to be so consumed with this content and making sure that it lands with your audience, that that is literally all that you are thinking about. Here's another note about being focused on content. It goes back to something that I say all the time. The way to focus on your content is to prepare. It's to prepare. And that's why one of the things that I love to teach my clients is proven systems and formulas in terms of how to structure and organize your thoughts so that they can make maximum impact. So speaking of being prepared, the second R that I want you to remember if you want to be a powerful speaker as an introvert. So the first one is reprioritize. The second one is rehearse, rehearse. You've got to be prepared. And I don't even care if you're the most extroverted person in the world. Being prepared is the most underrated aspect of public speaking. So whatever amount that you're used to practicing or rehearsing, increase that. Do it even more, particularly as an introvert. Because anytime that we do something for the first time or it feels very new, it's intimidating. And so the benefit of practicing over and over is by the time you get up there and do it for real, it feels like you've done it before. And so that is the level of rehearsing that we want to have. You want to practice until you are no longer reading notes. You are no longer reading slides. Instead, you are connecting Because after all, remember, that's what we're doing. We're obsessed with connecting with the audience with really good content. And the pathway to that is to rehearse to the point where, you know what? I'm not so stuck to these notes because I've gone through this. I've rehearsed it enough that now I can go to the next level and focus on connecting with my audience. And that only comes through rehearsing. It does not come through saying the words in your mind, okay? I do not count that as rehearsing. I'm talking about saying the words out loud until you feel very, very comfortable. But not only that, you want to rehearse how you'll 
feel. You want to rehearse how you'll feel. And I know this, this sounds a little strange, but when I started doing this, I feel like it definitely shifted me in a good direction. So one of the things I like to do is I like to literally imagine either, you know, getting on the Zoom call, you know, back in the day it was getting on the stage. But I imagine how I want to feel. I imagine, okay, I'm going to get up here. I'm going to feel really confident. I'm going to be very much in control of my thoughts and what I say. I'm going to be very fluid. I imagine everything about that moment going the way that I want it to go. So think for a moment the power of preparing to have that moment, right? Because you're not just wishing it and then doing nothing about it, but preparing and rehearsing to have that sort of moment where everything is running smoothly and then to sit up here and set your mind on it and begin to just think about, okay, this is how I'm going to feel when I go through this moment. For me, I notice when I get in that actual moment, that's how I expect to feel. That's how I expect it to go. So it shifts my mind from thinking about, oh, what if I mess up? Oh, what if this? Oh, what if that? Now, I'm not thinking about that anymore. I am visualizing that all my preparation, that all my hard work is getting ready to pay off. So you want to rehearse that. You want to rehearse how you're going to feel. You want to rehearse the feeling of you actually doing this presentation and it going as well as possible. The other thing that you want to rehearse is how your audience will feel. And I don't think people talk about this enough. When you speak, you own the room. You are in charge of the room. You are in charge of the energy in the room. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But you also have to think about managing the emotional level of your audience. So some things that you say might be lighthearted, they might be funny, they might be entertaining, they might, you know, be humorous. And then some of the things that you say might be the opposite of that. They might be more somber, they might bring the room down in terms of emotional level. And so you have to think about structuring your thoughts and your ideas and the order in which you're going to bring it all together in such a way that it properly manages the energy in the room. Because you want to make this a song that makes sense. So you're going to have your highs and your lows strategically mixed through in a way that makes sense and doesn't end on a really low note, right? And you don't want to put your lows and your highs where they don't belong and they don't make sense. And so, again, this is a skill that I teach my clients how to master and really go to that next level in their ability to command a room. All right, so let's talk about energy because this is another thing that you want to rehearse, especially as an introvert and somebody that might not be as demonstrative in your excitement or your passion, right? So I just said the, the, the speaker owns the room and the audience is going to follow your lead. So if you have low energy, if you... The way that you're speaking and using your voice, it seems a little bit monotone. It seems a little bit dry. Guess what? The room is going to be dry. If you give it a little bit more energy, even in a virtual room, it's the same principle, even more so. 
the same principle. You give it a little bit more energy and what you're talking about makes sense to the audience and is relevant to them. They're going to be drawn in because you have that energy. So it's something that we really want to rehearse. So if you're somebody that doesn't normally do all of that, okay, let's say you're a three, three out of 10 on, you know, if we're measuring, you know, how much energy to, do you bring to a conversation? Fine. What does it look like for your three to become a four? What does it look like for you to exhibit a little more energy, a little more passion? What does it look like for you to smile a little bit more? Okay. What does the passionate version of you look like? Bring that to every speaking opportunity. That, that's a non-negotiable. Now, here's the benefit that we have when we're nervous. I'm always nervous. I've been speaking for a long time and I don't care if, if, if it's for two people or, you know, hundreds, thousands of people. I'm going to be nervous. I'm bringing the sweaty palms. I'm bringing the heart racing. I'm bringing all of that. But what I have learned to do is see it as a blessing because what those nerves are, are energy. And it means that I care. So if you get nervous before you speak, first of all, you're in good company. A lot of people get nervous before they speak. So don't um, feel bad about it. Lean into it. It's just a gift. If you know how, how to harness your nerves into positive energy. So I've trained myself. So when I feel my heart rate start to increase and I feel my, you know, palms getting clammy or whatever, I know. I know what to do. Smile. Sit up straight. Stop fidgeting. Get into it. That's that's my signal. It's game time, right? So I'm not ashamed of it. I don't worry about it. I don't let it get me into my head. I just know it's time to go. It's, it's time to do work, right? So it's all about learning how to harness your nerves into positive energy that communicates enthusiasm and confidence. And that's what we want to do, right? So it takes practice and it's nothing that you can't do. It's right within your reach if you take the time to what? Rehearse, right? So we're going to reprioritize and understand that when it comes to speaking content and connecting with the audience is king. Number two, we're going to rehearse. We're going to rehearse like never before. We're going to rehearse to the point where we don't um, have to read off of our notes. We're going to rehearse to the point where we know how it's going to feel to totally just kill the presentation. And we're going to rehearse how our audience feels because we want to connect with them as much as possible. Finally, the third R, and I know all the introverts know what I'm talking about. When I say this, the third R that we have to remember as we're speaking as introverts is, honey, you have to recharge. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? So I have had times in my life before I really realized that as an introvert, it is costly. It is costly to be social. And again, that doesn't mean that we don't like people and we don't, you know, like interacting and all of those things. But the fact of the matter is, if we are, a, you know, a cell phone with a battery, it drains our battery. It just does. It's just how we are. And so as an introvert, you have to be very mindful of that, that when you get up and speak and pour out like that, it, it drains you like you're probably you're probably at 15 percent when you're done. You've exerted a lot of energy and 
to really be well, I think you got to do a number of things with that. First of all, you have to um, plan ahead of time. You know what? How am I going to recharge? Because I've had times where, you know, I've spoken, you know, and I like to give it all. If I'm on somebody's Zoom or on a stage, I like to give everything that I possibly can. And then I've had times where friends are like, hey, you want to go to the mall? You want to go to lunch? You want to blah, 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 blah. And I used to do it and I would literally make myself sick. I would be sick afterwards because I wasn't really aware of how I was doing. And I needed to actually take that step back and recharge. Right. And, um, you know, through the years, I've learned that that's really, really important. And within that recharging, I would say even reflect and celebrate what you've been able to accomplish. Because for us as introverts, you know, getting up and pouring out like that is a big deal. And so we need to take that moment to replenish because it's important because we've accomplished a lot and we, we've poured out a lot. We've given a lot. And so in order to be well, you know, we can't pour from an empty cup. You got to go on and live your life. Right. I don't know about you, but I got other responsibilities. I got kids. I got a husband. Right. I have a business. So I I have to be very careful to steward my energy because speaking drains it. Right. So it's very important. So if you are going to command the room, whether it's a Zoom room, <laughs> a real room, any kind of room with your voice as an introvert, I want you to begin to think about it in these terms, reprioritizing, rehearsing and recharging. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.